Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. We're the stars of this piece of shit! I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? Ooh. I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. I am PK. <laughs> I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. Fucking Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are? Ah, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! Uh, no. Sorry. It can happen one day. Sorry. Um, I, st- I still think that's one of the, like, one of the great modern character themes. Oh, yeah. Film-wise. Oh, like, yeah, totally. We, we, you don't have, we don't have, a, you don't have a ton of that anymore. You have, there's, like, great scores, right? There's, there are phenomenal scores out there. Yeah. Hans Zimmer is probably, uh, among the, the most prolifically nailing, agreed, brilliant scores lately. Yeah. But there's real. you don't come out of a movie with a Hans Zimmer score humming the Hans Zimmer score. <laughs> right. Really, essentially what you're doing is you're walking your car going... And all that stuff. Did Hans Zimmer do the new Treks? No, that is Michael Giacchino. He's pretty good. also fantastic. Yeah, he's pretty good. But nobody... There's, I, I like that theme. The, the pirate stuff is... is the, the, uh, the only... Like, you come out of there... That's a theme that you yeah. come out humming... And there's really nothing like that. Like, uh, you're going back to the, you know the Superman and the Indiana Jones and just really anything John Williams. Yeah. Uh, even Jurassic Park. We you usually leave humming any portion of those themes that he produced. And I, I uh, um, yeah, I own Rare. the soundtracks uh, to the first two pirate movies, and they're really good through and through. But but Jack's theme is, and, and it's not called Jack's theme. I don't know what it's called. Oh, uh, you're a pirate. I believe yeah, is what it's called. Whatever it is. Um, but uh, it's it's just a great piece of music. Yeah, it really is just a great piece of music. Lord of the Rings, I think, is is probably one of the finer. That's not Hans Zimmer either, is it? No, uh, no. But Lord of the I didn't. Lord of the Rings wasn't a Hummer for me either. Oh, it was for me. <laughs> oh, it wasn't now. <laughs> oh, it was a Hummer for me. <laughs> Oh, you. Uh, I mean, technically, the Hobbit movie's blue, but... Oh, yeah, I guess there is that. I did I liked it. What's neat is all of these lend themselves to Peter Griffinisms. That's Howard Shore, right? It's Howard Shore that did Lord of the Rings. Yes, that sounds boot right. Speaking of John Williams, by the way, happy birthday, John Williams. Oh, yes. 
Happy birthday, buddy. Eighty one. Yep, and still alive. Yes. Good for him. And I hope and for scoring, many more years. And scoring another Star Wars. Movie. I mean, he's got he's uh, got two, two more, more episodes. Years. Yeah. yeah. I th- has he already scored the uh, last Jedi yet? I think they're either doing it or it's done. Okay. Is I he think definitely is he definitely on board for nine as well? That hasn't been announced. Yeah, I was going to say. I that think it's day to day with John. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of yeah, yeah. like will Stan Lee make this con? Right, right, right. There's a big difference between mostly dead and all dead. Exactly. It's true. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so happy birthday to John Williams. And that is a great score. And of course, uh, we'll get into why we're talking about that in just a moment. But let's introduce the episode. This is episode 441 of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Uh-huh. And we're calling this one Avatars Rejoice. So before anybody gets upset, Fuck. according to the Urban Dictionary yes. and the Online Slang Dictionary, uh-huh. Avatar is a noun indicating the fan, uh, a fan of the movie Avatar. The example given is, I saw in the theater four times, I think I might be an avatar. Oh, boy. Yep. So there you go. There you are. Um, so. My name is PK, <laughs> and I'm an avatar. Hi, PK. Uh, so why are we talking about Avatar? Because we keep on thinking that nobody cares, except for Disney, who and has announced it's that. And, true. And, yeah. and, and PK. Um, it's It's... It's not that I didn't care. I actually really enjoyed the first movie. Absolutely. I saw it, I saw it two, two times in the theater. I have no shame. Um, I did too, I no, think. I saw it two times in the theater. I, I saw it at least once movie. with you in and the theater. I, yeah, and I, I've seen it at least once or twice since then. Yeah. That being said, like, my, my, my excitement for Avatar died... You know, after uh, five so, or six yeah, five years or ago, six years. so <laughs> and I'm I'm having a hard time getting re excited for it. maybe when I see the first hey look new man. footage. No, or, no. Cameron has whatever. this neat way of 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 revisiting his properties with uh, with gangbusters. Sure, because nobody really cared about Terminator Two. You know, it was announced, but like no right. nobody was like, "Hey, we need another Terminator movie." And then right. all of a sudden like, "We're going to do another Terminator movie." People are like, "Really?" Really? Well, okay, yeah. what's that all about? And then it came out and look no what doubt. happened. No doubt. So, uh, yeah. You know, he, and he's had uh, he's had I think one or two more years space between the first Avatar and what's coming uh compared to the space between the original Terminator and Terminator 2. But I, I mean, I don't. I'm, I'm Again, excited to, to. I'm just. I'm excited to see more from that universe that he it was, created. It was I, a beautiful universe. And you know, the, say what you will about the simplicity of the story, which it, it needed to be simple I, for what he was. That never bothered me. What he me. was accomplishing yeah, that never visually bothered me. never bothered me either. It's exposition. Uh, yeah, I, it's it, what that was was an introduction to un, Pandora, uh, incredible new technology yeah. in filmmaking. Uh, and changing the visual game, and and I, I admire what he did with that. Um, and are there three so or I'm eager four, to see what he does now? Three or four sequels? Are we up to three? I think currently there's a planned three sequels. Three sequels. Yeah. Oh, okay. Look, maybe when I see the first footage from the new movie or whatever it might be, then my excitement will. And then, the other question is like, what what new technology is gonna is he going to explore sure. and unveil with this? Sure, underwater films, you know. <laughs> Underwater? Well, no, that's no, that's that's like a that's like an actual thing. Is it really? Be, yeah, I, know, I wouldn't under, be surprised by that. I mean, yeah. he he pioneered underwater shit for you know for to film specifically for yeah. the abyss. Those, sure. those underwater suits, like they yeah. he created. They well, he didn't create, yeah. but his team they built new fangled yeah. scuba gear for yeah. them to act in, which was brilliant. Um, so I'd be very interested to see what uh, what he's going to tackle underwater this time around. It's going to be CGI underwater. Jesus. Well, earlier this week. Disney announced that in Animal Kingdom, May 27th of this year, 
Uh, Pandora, the world of Avatar, is opening in the Animal Kingdom. And then they also announced that... That's in, opening this year? Uh, yep. oh. Yeah. This year. It's May. Okay. Look, that... that uh, Pandora has been under construction They've for... They've been building for like two years now. More than that. Uh, I, uh, maybe three. Because I'm trying to think. I remember being in mm. Animal Kingdom when they first closed off where it was going to go. Right. Um, where is it going in the Animal so Kingdom? So it's... If recollection serves me, it's all the way in the back. Okay. Um, sort of near Everest, I think. Okay. Um, there's a whole area back there that was kind of undeveloped. Weren't they doing something related to this with the whole tree of life thing that's in the center of the park, or no? Or, or no, you're thinking of the no, you're thinking of the show that they have at night now called Something of Light. Uh, Something of Light is the name of the sh- is their new nighttime show okay. that I think involves the tree as the centerpiece, and they project on it like they do Spaceship Earth. Would they do night shows at the? I thought Animal they, Kingdom was like no, closed at no, uh, no darkness. Starting this year, they have nighttime. Uh, they have certain wow. certain things that are open at night. Certain rides and attractions are open at night. Certain parts of the park are open at night. The safari is not open at night. Right. Uh, the walkthrough with the tigers and stuff that's not open at night. But like Kilimanjaro Falls, Everest is open at night. Tree of Life is open at night dinosaur all that whole stuff can be open at night and now pandora will also be open at night because that's going to heavily play on um lights and illumination there is no way you will get me on everest at night oh my god i would so go on that ride at night a uh, hundred times I'm, over i'm going I might poo a little i'm oh, going i'm, I'm going it. i'm going I'm and it's, going. it's and let me be clear it's not out of fear of roller coasters but i i have an irrational childhood fear of these motherfucking rides are going to – that Yeti, even though he's yeah. broken and doesn't work anymore and yeah. they can't fix him because they built it around him and it's a whole big clusterfuck, uh, I'm still convinced that thing is going to pluck me right out of the goddamn seat <laughs> and swallow me whole. I'm going in April and I'm going at night. Just wanted to put that out there. So, yes. For good the, for you. For the Star Wars. Hoity, so have fun. Hoity toity fucking hoity. Let us know how it goes. <laughs> Um, but the bigger, <laughs> I think the bigger announcement, because we knew Pandora was coming for a while. The what announcement? Yeah. The bigger oh. announcement oh. is that, uh, they've announced 2019 as the opening of Star Wars Land Ooh. in Hollywood Studios. For all of you who posted online yesterday, just booked my trip to, no, you fucking didn't. Cause they didn't announce when in 2019, asshole. Maybe they booked it for 2020. Maybe. Just saying. Like, I mean, it's possible to book. But that's not what the people were saying. Hey, 2019, we're going to Disney. When? You booked it? Did you? I hope it opens the week after you get leave. <laughs> here's, Schmuck. Here's what I'm thinking also. It's going to be wicked crowded. It's going to oh, be yeah. mad, mad you, crowded. You like book Harry your, Potter band. Book your yeah. trip for like a year later. Yeah. Because all the kinks are worked out by that point. Sure. Yeah, not only – the kinks are worked out in crowd management, though Disney does know their shit Disney knows crowd, crowd management, management yeah. and they're not going to they're not gonna ham-hand this one like Universal did the initial release of the <sighs> Harry Potter world, which was a fucking disgrace. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're, they're going to have it mapped out pretty well, and whatever kinks do happen to come about, they'll figure it out. It'll take about a year. And, and six, remember – Six months to a year. Remember that. Book it out. I think – the kinks, the kinks and Devo will all be worked uh, yeah. out. Yes. I, I think, and then you can come dancing. I think it's... At the something. I don't know. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, I man. think Star Wars Land only has planned two rides or three rides. It's not a lot of rides. Most of it is... It's just being in most of it is shopping. Well, shopping, eating, and There's just that. general attraction. Shows that. Just take, walking around take and the, shows and take the controls of the Millennium Falcon. Right, that's one I of think them. If you get to do it once, you should be happy that you got to do it once. Right, mm. because I think that it's gonna. I mean, there's gonna be a Falcon there. 
that people can go like through and so on and so forth. Really? That's what that's what's in all the artwork and that's oh, what they're saying. Boy. There's a separate whether it's separate or not or whether it's inside of this particular thing where you get in the seat and there's some sort of interactive, let's call it Star Tours yeah. type of thing where you fly the Falcon. I mean, yeah. That would be fantastic. Yeah, or at the very least, if you're not really doing anything, just sitting in that cockpit. Maybe once in a while they show a projection no. through the window of the star field doing yeah. a hyper, hyper no, drive you know leap. It'll be like, Hy- it'll be like hyperspace um, leap. It'll be like Mission to Mars where you sit in seats. Where you vomit all over yourself. You all over yourself. No, you sit in a seat and there's like four or five screens for your row. Someone is the pilot. Someone is going to man one of the turrets. Someone is going to do – and you're going to just push shit that really doesn't do anything but it makes it feel interactive. And it'll be Maybe. little, you know, it'll be simulatory. It'll be cool, Maybe. no doubt. But my point oh, is God. that uh, the, crowds I are going to feel... be atrocious, but the attractions are not so numerous that I, I think they'll be able to handle it with the fast pass system. Right. I feel so bad already for any and all uh, cast members that are working uh, the Millennium Falcon portion. If they have the gun turrets that yeah. you can sit in and the amount of times during the course of a day that those poor sons of bitches have to hear, great kid, don't get cocky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in, in every possible accent, in every from everywhere in the world, I, and, I would, and that's I would great kid. lose Don't it. get cocky. And, <laughs> and, and, and what they'll quickly realize is that like 90% of them are Ken, really just sitting in the cockpit, <laughs> doing different going accents. through accents. <laughs> He's going to do Scottish for about two and a half hours. Uh, that's don't great, kid. Don't, that's great, my friend. Don't get cocky. <laughs> Your name isn't Han. All right. Real quick. It, it could be. Sure, it could be. Real quick. Uh, so the world of Avatar, uh, but, but, but I want to go quickly through what's going to be there. Uh, guests will be able to experience two excursions that will truly push adventure to the next level. First, the family-friendly friend, Navi River Journey. We'll send guests down a sacred river hidden with a bioluminescent rainforest. Their journey will end in an unforgettable encounter with a Navi shaman, a figure who has a deep connection to the life force of Pandora. And second, an Avatar Flight of Passage excursion will offer the jaw-dropping experience of riding on a banshee over the world of Pandora. I'm in. So I'm my, in, I'm in. My, my guess on that one is it's going to be Soren Pandora. Probably. Or, or something similar to Soren Pandora. Because that's the only way you can get a ton of people on that ride and move it at any sort of pace. Yeah. I don't think it'll be a – although it could be a roller coaster. Pandoran, as yeah. it were. It could be a roller coaster where the, where the car is shaped like a banshee. That could be interesting. But we'll see. Yeah. I'm we'll in. see. I'm in. I'm in either way. I'm uh, in. Look, I'll go for sure. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to go next year, but I will definitely go. This article says that December 2018 mm. is the next Avatar movie. Right. And then 22 and 2023 – are the follow-ups for the other two films. Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5. Oh. So it is 4. It is up to 5. Okay. Right. Uh, will be produced by James Cameron and well, John Landau through well, their well, light let's, storm. Let's be honest. Team. Let's see how 2. Sure. Then 3. I'm thinking oh, sure. I'm thinking Cameron probably directs 2. Yeah, right. And then the reins get handed off to for somebody three, else. Four and five. But what, I'm, so? what I'm saying is probably. I, they're shooting them they're shooting them simultaneously. He's shooting the, well, he's That's shooting That's what they're planning. He's shooting do. 2 and 3. This is also so James Cameron we're Maybe Cameron about. does the original trilogy and then hands it off. Cuz I think they're shooting 2 and 3 simultaneously. And mm. JJ comes in for and number J- 4 to save it. Um all right, let's move on. Holmes and Watson has a summer release date for Ooh. 2018. This is going to be the comedy-inspired Sir Arthur Conan Doyle film. 2018? Yep. Holy crap. A year and a half? Feature, uh, featuring John C. Riley and Will Ferrell in the roles of uh, uh, 
Holmes and Watson. And which is like funny and I, I can't wait to see it, but that's not what excites me. The the secondary cast is what excites this me. He's got huge people in here. Ralph Fiennes, Hugh Laurie, Kelly McDonald, and Rebecca Hall. Yeah, no doubt. All British wow. people. And, and uh, look, I I I enjoy I'm 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 I enjoy Will Ferrell and John C. Riley movies. Yeah. That movie Step Brothers, as dumb as it is, makes me laugh every time I watch it. Uh-huh. So uh, uh look, I like I like Sherlock. Um, I'm okay with having a little bit of fun with it. I'm okay with this cast, so we'll see where that goes. It's it's a little early before we hear anything concrete about it other than this. But And, and the director is Ethan Cohen, not to be confused with Ethan Cohen of the Cohen Brothers. Yes, he just directed... Or um, Big Kev's Eaton stuff. <laughs> oh, he oh, just directed he Get nice. Hard with Farrell and Kevin, Hardy, uh, Kevin Hart. Yes, that recently. was a critically yes. acclaimed movie. Oh, no. wait, no, it wasn't. What did he... Ethan Cohen did something else a couple years ago, I think, too. I know that. You, you're thinking Ethan Cohen. No, I don't think so. All right. Hey, let's uh, just do this. Why don't yeah, we just we're take them in order? We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Tamora hold Morrison. On. Hold on. Ugh. Okay, go ahead. No, but see, but see, here's where I'm going to give Warner Brothers... Some credit. Okay. I'm going to cut him a little bit of slack this week. Nope. Okay. We have I'm been, with you. We have been ragging on Aquaman. And rightfully so. Right. The whole universe. There's no need they to don't yell. don't have to shout. You don't have yelling. To sh- you're just, yelling. It's excitable. No, it's not excitable. You know you're what? Yelling. If they were recasting Green Arrow, you would be upset. So don't even start. Uh, but but let me say what I'm going to say first. Let me say not to say what you're going to say. You're getting angry for no reason. Just it boils my blood how badly this is being handled. Big Kevroid stuff. Yeah, <laughs> boils his blood how badly he's being it's handled. Not but, roids. But it's we have a supplement. But I have a good handling for I a change. And he's think, still yelling. I think Fine. this is actually Sorry, a good. God, I'm giving them a little up. bit of slack. All right. On this. So we've been we've been ragging on Aquaman for weeks, and we've been ranting on the casting for his mother and his brother. And how that ties in any way, shape, or form to the look of Jason Momoa. And then we find out who dad's going to be. Got to be half-brother. Or potentially be. Um, Well, I think that it is his half-brother. I think Patrick Wilson is going to be all Atlantean. um, And Jason Momoa is going to be halfsies with Tamora Morrison as dad. Tamora, is how you pronounce that? Yep, Tamora Morrison. Is it not? How did you think it it was? You don't want to tell me today? No, sorry. <laughs> no, I, I've I've always gone. I've, I've kind of hit the U and gave it a Temuera kind of thing. Uh, no, Temuera. Okay. Yeah, I learned something today. Yeah, I, I I'm pretty sure I heard that in like behind the scenes Star Wars stuff. That's how they pronounce it as Tamara Morrison. So yeah. Um. But anyway, so look, as far as as far as this fall small finite fact is concerned, at least it lends an explanation. To something we've been hypercritical of in regards to Aquaman. I'm not saying it makes the movie good. I'm not saying it changes any of my concerns about the movie. All I'm saying is this at least makes sense. And that's odd. (laughs) And and that's it. That's all I got to say. I'm with you. Go ahead. No, I'm done. All right. Uh, We we had the Star Wars thing before. You mind if I go back to? That oh yeah, for, no, no, uh, yeah, go back. Here. So uh, strap in, guys, because uh, right. this, this is uh, this is new ground in um, in uh, spoof world. It's uh-huh. something that uh, it's actually not even been done before uh, in, in in my recent memory. Uh, the uh, scary movie folks, or people actually not 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 even the good scary movie folks, the scary movie folks that kind of gave us you know shit like Meet the Spartans, right, and so on. Uh, epic not movie, Mar- not Marlon Wayans, right, and Sean. Wayne's no, we're yet. talking Jason Friedberg and Aaron Seltzer. 
Um, they are, uh, they're really, uh, they're digging deep and, uh, and tapping that creativity and giving us a, uh, Star Wars parody. Oh, cause we've never had one of finally, those before. Finally, this team is, is, uh, you know, uh, going for it. Yeah. And, uh, are you ready for this title? Oh, I'm ready. Oh, you buckled in. I'm, I'm, I'm strapped down. It's going to be Star Worlds episode XXXIVE equals MC squared colon. The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi Who Went Rogue. I can't... What's the opposite of I can't wait? Where's the cricket button? Uh, There we go. I'm looking at you and the universe with disgust. I mean, really? First of all, first of all, the reason why Scary Movie 1 and 2... I don't know if I saw 3... One and two for sure. The reason why those worked, right? They were they're they were really funny. funny. The Wayans knew what they were doing, and, and while they were timely, and that they were kind of playing off of Scream at the time, the first two at least, um, they were also sort of timeless. They weren't really defined by anything. But all these other ones that have come out since the Spartan one and the Naked Ray, they're all they they all they all seem like they all seem dated by the time they hit the theater. There there are two that I enjoyed. One of which I still enjoy to this day. I think it's as relevant today as it was the day it came out. And that's not another teen That movie. one is absolutely brilliant. It's perfect. I, I it, mean, it is literally perfect. And it gave us Captain America. It, it did, yes. I actually it gave I us the that. torch. Oh, first. my God. Really? really? Yeah. Oh that my one's God. really it's funny. Brilliant. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant. Chris, Chris Evans is the jock. And uh, what's her um, name? Kyler Lay yeah. as uh, the, the... Janie. Yeah. And there's a million people a million in it people. who you Molly recognize. Ringwald has a cameo in it. Yeah. So it's just a spoof of all like John Hughes stuff, and pretty all. much. It's, but it's, it's, it's a spoof of all those teenage movies, like everything up to and, they, yeah. They even they even shows spoof, they hit like Dawson's Creek even and stuff. Spoof, what was the yeah. one that um? What was the one that uh um? <clears throat> the robot, robot chicken. Uh, who's the guy that created Seth? Seth Green. Green. What was the one oh, that Seth Green was oh, in? Can't hardly wait. Can't hardly wait. That's a huge one yeah, in there. Actually. That's a huge one in there. You, you really have to. See, if you've never seen, you really should. Yeah, I never. It's, it's, it never is literally a perfect parody movie. It, it really is well written. And funny. the other one I enjoyed, which I didn't love, but I enjoyed, was a date movie. The one that Allison Hannigan did that no one has seen apparently. Damn that man. one, yeah, it was it was kind of along the same lines of. I don't remember if I saw that one. Kind of that kind yeah. of parody. I mean, it wasn't that great, but of all of them, oh, I did see that one. That one was pretty good. That I one was that one. It was okay. It was, right. it was it cute. Great. Yeah, and it, it spoofed a lot of yeah. dating movies. But it, the, the 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 not another T movie one is is bloody perfect, perfect. I mean, it's every oh, that single gave, that shot gave, in that, that was, movie that gave us. God damn it, Reggie Ray. Yeah. That's what that's from, that's too. That's what that's oh, from. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it, Reggie Ray. Reggie Ray, god damn it. <laughs> is that, is that you the can't one that... die. You don't have enough concussion. It poked at uh, American Pie, too. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Yeah. With, uh, what's his name? Quaid. Randy Quaid yeah, right, yeah, plays yeah. her father. Plays Eugene Levy's character, sort right. of. Okay. No, 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 no. Plays her father. Yeah, Pl- but he plays the Kevin Pollock role from She's All That. Okay. Yeah, but gotcha. uh, but okay. very very funny movie, and I, I did oh, I like I like the first I like the first two scary movies, the second one with Chris Elliott and the mashed potato the hands in the mashed yeah. potatoes it still grosses me out makes me laugh the little <laughs> yeah, tiny the little hand. tiny hand, but yeah these yeah. other all these other spoof movies and look the only person that should ever be spoofing Star Star Wars at this point if it's not Mel Gibson. Then it should just uh, not Mel Gibson, Mel Brooks. Mel Gibson. <laughs> that would be an entirely Space different movie. Balls, the I hate the Jews. <laughs> 
also starring Mel Brooks. Um, yeah, if it's not Mel Brooks, then it shouldn't happen. That's my opinion. <laughs> Mel Gibson. All right. <clears throat> uh oh. Can we? Can are, do you have more on that? Uh, no, that's okay. it. That's just that's just being made. And uh, set your calendars, folks. Yeah. Oh no. The Lego Movie. I, th- I'm bringing this up for a very particular reason. I know. The I Lego see. Movie uh, has lost its director. Um, who was Rob Schrab? Over creative differences, oh, and they're bringing in a new director. That now, stinks. now, as much as I love Rob Schrab, everything is no longer awesome for yeah. Rob Schrab. As as much as I love Rob Schrab, for those of you who don't know, from the comic book world, Rob Schrab gave us Scud, the disposable assassin. Unbelievable! One of my oh, favorite shit. comics of all yeah. time. And, okay. and that whole series of books, Cosa Nostra, and all that other Cosa Nostroid. Yeah, and all that and all that stuff. Drywall. Yeah, um, but he from after that though he went into television and film. He worked on um, Sarah Silverman's show. Yes. He did a lot with her. But I have read in the past that Mr. Schrab is not always easy to work with. Ah. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't read that. So him leaving the movie over creative differences doesn't entirely surprise well, me. It, it sucks. It, it also, it, it kind of, if they could bring in a guy like Mike Mitchell, who did Trolls, a Shrek movie, SpongeBob. I mean, yeah. That's clearly a guy who you'd want to bring in there over a guy that's never directed anything before. So I would think that it's probably a good move on the studio's part. It's just a shame, man. I really like Rob. He's a good guy. Yeah, and Scud is still one of my favorite books. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a it's a good read. Timeless. As a matter of fact, they should I have animated that. Picking it up on comicsology or in trade form and, and yes. giving it a go. Did either one of you take advantage of the mouse guard sale on uh, Comixology? No, I did not. Oh, that's too uh, bad. Because you not. literally could have had everything for thirty I know. bucks. I know. Yeah. Uh, I, I I had other things I had to pay for that week. Uh, and yep. now did they just just announced today, or has this been a thing in the past? Hellboy is on what's the Unlimited? Unlimited. Yeah. But yeah. the way Unlimited with Comixology so works. It's like a first collection. Yeah. Some, it's only like a handful like of issues. Volume two sometimes, but it's yeah. only, it kind of just gets you oh. started. Which is, if you. If, if, if you want to get started, we it's talk good. about it on the show here. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good way to get started. But if you're a longtime reader, you're really not going to get to anything oh, like new. Well, it, I just got the impression from the yeah. release that all of Hellboy yeah. was now on. Um, it might be, but that, that would be very rare for their model. Okay. Yeah. It's not like, you know, as much as we want to knock Marvel, Marvel Unlimited, um, their, their breadth of, of offerings for breadth, breadth of offerings for their unlimited servers is pretty epic. Yeah, outstanding. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's okay. like the star, I'm catching up on Star Wars, the Star Wars yep. main book, and they have up through issue like twenty five, I it's, think on there it, now. Yeah, they, and thirty three is the current one. So they're like behind, the, um, but it's not... like a six month window, I yeah. think, until stuff so. pops up on there. So uh, yeah, I've been doing the same with uh, Star Wars, which I need to pick back up. Yeah, um, I finished the Han Solo series, the miniseries that came out. It was actually really good. I really mm. enjoyed it. And Darth Maul came out last week. Nice, um, on unlimited or, uh, or no? Just the, no. The issue release. of of Darth Maul, the new story, came out last week, and it takes place between. Uh, between three and rebels, um, and not between three and rebels, between one and two. Sorry, um, yes, one and two. Between one and two, he he hasn't. It's actually not even between one and two. I guess technically it's during the course of one because in the book he hasn't been you know havesied yet. Um, but uh, but it's pretty good. It was it's a good read so far. Um, Marvel uh, has cast their Runaway series, which is going to appear on Hulu for some unbeknownst reason. Um, I I like Runaways. Runaways is one of my favorite 
books that came out of that period. Okay, so do you know these characters? Um, Who's playing Joan Jett? York's Nico Minner. Yeah, they were, the, they were the main line. They were the main run of characters. I got on, it. On... Whose children are they? This is the one thing that I, I haven't well, looked deep enough Have into. you ever read Runaways? No. Uh, they're not children of people you know. I thought they were no. children of people that no. we knew. No, oh, okay. my recollection serves me. They they introduce their parents in the book, and their parents are like villains. Are they? villains, but they're not villains. You know. Oh, okay. They're like they're part of like this evil society of villains, and oh. the kids are like not okay with Fuck it. That right, so they run away. Okay, all right, I get it now. They all have uh, their own powers, and, and that's where I, we get the name. I thought for some reason that these were kids of villains that we know, like you know, no. Cottonmouth's daughter. No, no. Like really BC level villain kids. No, no, because their parents all have powers too. They're mutants technically, I think. Okay. Um, but um, I like the book. I just, I'm not going to pay for Hulu to watch the show. Oh, I think I can help you out. Well, yeah, I mean, ubiquitous clandestine informants can probably help you out. Uh, moving right along, because we have a lot of product in segment two, so let's blow through these last few things. Uh, the first uh, set photos <laughs> like Avatar of World. Uh, Alicia Vikander uh, appeared of her on set as Lara Croft. She looks like Lara Croft. Moving along. Yep. <laughs> yes, but... <clears throat> no buts. The, um, you've seen the, the stream of complaints about breast size, right? What, they're too small? Yeah. Yes, she's not in doubt. You know so. what? Stop it. You know so what? what? First of all, if it, Lara Croft with big giant, you know, when it started, rectangle boobs <laughs> would not be able to do uh, that those kind were, of shit. Those were polygon titties. Yeah, sir. they were poly titties. Um, would not be able to do half the things that she could do mm. with big old boobs like that. Uh, this girl looks like a much more. This girl she looks, looks like, like modern Lara Croft. She Is looks it? like every cosplayer that plays Lara Croft. She yeah. look, no, the it's new, fantastic. But even the new Tomb Raider game, Lara doesn't have the big giant. No, yeah, she's normal. She's, she's a normal, normal girl. Yeah. Normal human. Well, um, not normal. Certainly uh, far more athletic than I, your normal human. But yeah, I like. I like the Tomb Raider franchise. I like the idea Great behind stuff. the Tomb Raider franchise. So I'll give the movie a shot if it looks decent. Absolutely. Yeah, that's I mean, pretty I, much all I have to I say. Mean, so, uh, you can't miss with Alicia Vikander either. So uh, I don't know who she is, but. Oh, uh, Ex Machina. Oh, uh, Danish yes. Girl. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Looks like John Boyega is doing some sea work in between Star Wars, huh? He is doing Pacific Rim. Uh-huh. He is super excited. To be doing Pacific Rim. Super excited about everything that he does. But you know, big, big. He's a big fanboy, and I know you didn't like Pacific Rim. Not really. But I really liked Pacific Rim. I know. And you didn't like Pacific Rim, Kev? Not really. He also revealed who he would be playing. I mean, I I liked it, but at the same, it it didn't like blow. People were like, "I am blown away." I wasn't like that at all. I I didn't buy any of the toys or any of that. I know that I didn't buy any toys either. I just watched the shit out of the movie. No, I I just. Um, maybe I'm biased because you know I'm friends with Ron Perlman. Maybe, you know, maybe, so. maybe. Um, <laughs> Wait, how are you friends with Ron Perlman? <laughs> he follows me on Twitter. Oh, does he? he does. Oh, nice. He like legit follows me though. Like I'll I'll throw something out there and he'll he'll like something that I'm not tagging him in. Right. You know, so he's, hey, he's, why don't you tag him back attention. and say, hey, let's get moving on that Hellboy three yeah. before you die. <laughs> oh, come on. Don't jinx it. He's not. Oh my god. Can can I just interject this really sure. quick? Speaking of of Ron, they're Fucking, apparently there's more truth to the rumor about Piers fucking Brosnan. Piers fucking Brosnan. As fucking Cable. Oh, God. I can't believe, I can't, of of the actors that we just mentioned in this room, not to mention the ones that were on that little survey that they put out, he got like the fourth lowest total. 
I'm just like, you got to be kidding me, man. Come on. Piers Brosnan? Oh, I'm just sorry. That just really upset. All right. So back to John Boyega. When he tweeted out the photo of him on set, yes. Um, the tag that he captioned was, I am Pentecost 2018 Pacific Rim Uprising. So this kind of confirmed what had long been speculated yep. that he was going to be playing the Baby son, Elba. Yeah, of, of Stacker Pentecost portrayed by uh, Idris Elba in the first film. So, so is he technically Stacker too? <laughs> he might be. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, now, wait a minute. Do, do we have any reference whatsoever to a son in Stacker's life in the first film? So what? No, but I don't know. Honestly, I don't recall. You would have to have some deep character development or any at all in order for that to be the case. Not only that, but you, you have to have a hugely significant amount of time that passes between the first Pacific Rim and the second one. So maybe there's no reference in the first film. Maybe he comes about after the first film. Does Pentecost survive the first film? No, that's oh, the problem. Right. He doesn't, yeah. Uh, well, then he clearly has to be well, at he least clearly an has embryo one, yeah. in yeah. the first film. I guess, the, look, I'm sure they're going to we'll give us that out. backstory. That'll Is be part anybody of it. coming back from the first film? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't believe so, no. We, so we, haven't, heard any, we haven't heard anything about it. Then so it's I, easy. You know. Well, we have the stars of the second film, but none of them were in the first film. And again, it, it must no place, Ron Perlman? It must pl- take place significantly after the first movie. Okay. For John Boyega to be that... Gr- Road up, unless unless he's in the first movie, we just don't know about him. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I'm pretty excited for that. I I like that first movie. Mm. Um, Do we want to uh, take a break, sir? Well, why don't we? We have a lot of kickstarters we want to talk about this show too. That's why I thought maybe. Why don't we do one or two of them now? Take a break and come back with the rest, and then product. Why don't we? Why don't we take a break and then just blow through all that stuff? We don't spend an hour on kickstarters. All right. All right. Let's that way, see. it's kind of halfway. Yeah, we're, we're okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. So, with that, we will take our break in this episode of Big Kids Big Stuff. Too consciously to do that. Episode now. 441, Avatars. This, this is the first one. Avatars rejoice. rejoice, sir. This is the first break. This is the first break. This right? is the only break. It's the so first. Our first break. It's what our first break. if we take a second break and we didn't say first break? Then we seem stupid. Well, whatever. <laughs> Ahoy hoy, and welcome to Game Stuff. I'm your host, Coke Logic. <laughs> After a long development time, Neo has been released for PlayStation 4. And the development was a great success, because Neo is pulling off perfect scores. It's a third-person action game, pretty much Dark Souls with Samurai, but with an emphasis on loot drops and statting out your character. A new layer of complexity that also brings a new layer of depth to the action RPG formula. The only caveat is Neo is hard as shit. Seriously, this is the team that made the Ninja Gaiden series on Xbox, and they aspire to be as tough as Dark Souls. What'd you expect? Neo is now available for $60 on PlayStation 4. (laughs) Nintendo may still be lying in a bed of shit from the overpriced Super Mario run, but they hope to win you back with Fire Emblem Heroes. The latest Nintendo game that's now on an iPhone is their long-running, but mostly in Japan, RPG series, Fire Emblem. This game is not $10, it is free, and you can go try it. And finally, in the next firmware update for the PlayStation 4 hardware, version 4.5, they're adding external hard drive support, up to 8 terabytes, which is really cool, but not as cool as their unpublicized feature of Boost Mode. If you own a PlayStation 4 Pro, Boost Mode enables you to do what everyone expected and use the extra horsepower to run games better. People testing out the OS beta have reported big improvements to even out frame rates, and for some games that run like shit, like Just Cause 3 and Assassin's Creed Unity, now run very smoothly. Boost mode could actually justify an upgrade to PlayStation 4 Pro. 
This is Coke Logic signing off for Game Stuff. Build the Millennium Falcon. A one-to-one replica of the original Empire Strikes Back movie prop. Working lights and stunning interior detail. Complete with a moving ramp. Build the Millennium Falcon step-by-step with your comprehensive build guides, die-cast metal, and highly detailed resin parts. Call now or go online to buildmillenniumfalcon.com and get started today. And we are back because Geek Stuff, episode 441, calling this one Avatars Rejoice. Yes. Yay. We had a great uh, game stuff there during the break. I am playing uh, Fire Emblem Heroes. Not going to lie. I downloaded it the day it dropped for Android. Oh, yeah? And uh, I'm enjoying it a lot, actually. Nice. It's, it's a simple RPG type game. This is the This is the Nintendo release, by the way. For Android. Um, Fire Emblem's Heroes was the first one. Super Mario Run. Well, Coke Logic says all that, but it, it's coming soon. Um, and there's no price for Fire Emblem Heroes, which I think he says as well. But nice. uh, I'm enjoying it. It's a fun little RPG. And uh, we also heard Millennium Falcon. Build MillenniumFalcon.com. Yes. Uh, you can build MillenniumFalcon.com. And you will have one excellent, excellent Star Wars replica for display in your collection or as a centerpiece of talking in your home, a discussion piece, if you will. Yes. And what is that number, PK? 877-544-6779. Yes, give them a call and uh, get on board. You can still get on board. I think they're still keeping it in production as far as I know. Nice. Uh, but we'll find out because I'm due to speak with them about R2-D2, which is their next one. Huzzah! So hopefully we'll be on board for that one as well. And uh, speaking of giant ships. Yes. Did you guys see the thing that I posted on Facebook about the Cygnus from the black hole? I did. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. Uh, my ears are perked. I don't I have the Facebook t- anymore, t- so I, do well, tell. Well, you should check on your wife's um, because it's this guy. This guy three D printed a Cygnus. Jesus, right? yeah. it's forty inches long. It's ginormous. It's like this big, yeah. fully detailed and lit. It looks it's gorgeous. Amazing. I talked to him last night and I'm like, yeah. I want to build this. And he's like, okay, here's what you can expect. <laughs> and he's like, giving me all these pitfalls. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, it's a passion project. If it takes me a little time to get it together yeah. and right. stuff, I have to. Ha- I can. So I well, you and I are both. It'll take you a little time and at least a $1,200 3E printer. Yeah. Uh, well, no, no, no. I'm not going to pr- I would get the stuff printed. Yeah. Rather than printing it myself. I, I don't know. That just seems well, easier to me. Are you an amateur? Come on. Yes. So uh, <laughs> the point the point being, though, is I think once you see it, I, I know you and I are. I, I don't think OG mm. is a big yeah. fan of it, but I know that you oh, and yeah. I are. It is, it is. Have you ever seen the MCP kit? It's probably about, I don't know, it's probably about two feet long, maybe. Uh, MC, the, it's the Master Control Program? or No, no, no. It's the, the company, the MPC. Right, no, MCP. They, they, the only one yes, that put okay. out the model kit, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Cygnus, it's about this long. MPC, this one is okay. almost three times as long. And you have to see 
the pictures of it lit up. More importantly, if you go into this guy's Flickr, it's all yeah. linked. It's all linked on our. Sounds Facebook like studio page. level work. If here. you go into the guy's Flickr and he has a couple of videos where he put he he put LED lights in it, right? But they're remote controlled LED lights, so they're. Flicker, oh, come on, dude! I'm telling it you, look, it does it look. Great. I told the guy, out. I'm like, I don't care if it takes me ten years, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna build that ship. Because I, I mean, I, I'm not a humongous fan of a lot of things. Black hole just happens to be one of yeah. them, though. Oh, it's yeah, and uh, that is like the the end. You, like, you don't need another piece in your collection if you have that piece. Of course, that's my thoughts. That's that's a one and done. Anyway, it reminded me because Bill Millennium sure. Falcon. I'm gonna have to do this one the same way, probably. Mm. Just gonna get a little piece of yeah. time and. So on. PK, did you have something uh, you wanted to hit? You threw it on the prep sheet too, right? Yeah, I mean, we, we could do this as um, I, I have three things we could we could almost do as product things. I have, and they're all uh, uh, entertainment related. I have a movie, okay, to talk about. Uh, I have a TV show okay. to hit real quick, and I have a live performance to hit real quick. Why don't we Why don't we do those? Then we'll roll into Kickstarter and product. We okay. don't We don't have a uh, We don't have a um, You know, like a bit opener for PK's PK. contributions. He doesn't need one. He always contributes. Just saying. It's, it's, I'm just right. keeping a list of Ta-da! things. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so, Ta-da! I'll, I'll go with the movie first. Yes. Uh, I picked up uh, Mad Max Fury Road, the black and chrome edition. Okay. That's uh, available through, uh, I, I discovered, as, I initially was going to get the Blu-ray set of all the Mad Max films, and I just, I, it's not in the budget right now, and sure. maybe somewhere down the line I want to add that, but I really wanted to see the black and chrome edition, so I, I reached out, and uh, if you purchase the digital version Fifteen bucks on iTunes. I purchased it through the Apple TV. Right uh, of Mad Max Fury Road, the digital edition. It comes with as an extra the Black and Chrome edition. What is the, what is the Black? The and Black and Chrome edition is is Fury Road in black and white. Oh, okay. Um, but it's it's a really wild experience and a really interesting way to watch the film. I don't recommend it as your first time watching the film. I don't recommend it as necessarily the be-all, end-all, like this is the way that it's intended to, to be seen. This was just kind of a neat thing that George Miller wanted to throw in there. And it's, it's, a, it's really – it's a very interesting perspective on, uh, on the film and, and becomes a little bit more character-driven. Uh, and, and just the, the look of it is re- – it's, it's the contrast and the depth. It's, it's really – Cool looking, and I like, definitely like recommend Blade it Runner Cut Three or Cut Four, yeah, or Cut right. Five. Um, my the original, I originally had heard that the, the Black and Chrome edition was was intended to be a a silent film, a silent oh, version wow. of the film, like have basically you know the score, right, and you know the the sounds within the film itself, but like but it was cut in a way where it removed the dialogue and just told the story in a silent fashion, which I thought would have been spectacular and a really cool way to, to tell that story could just convey this story without actual dialogue, just through expressions and, and, uh, and the action. And, uh, that's not what this is. It's literally just the film rendered in black and white. Right. Because if you think about it, the road warrior in particular, I don't think any of the other ones, but particularly the road warrior is almost a silent film. Almost. Yeah. As it Very is, little there's not a lot of dialogue yeah. in there, and dialogue you could easily kind of, you know, kind of get around, yeah. right? But yeah, I, I get that. That's cool. Yeah, this would have played really cool that way. So cool. I, I recommend it. It's worth checking out uh, if you're a, if you're a fan of Fury Road. Uh, definitely scope that out. Now, and now what's this? I know you've seen it, right, Kev? Fury Road. Absolutely. You and have you? Watched I have it? not. No. Oh, oh, I dude. Know. I know. We got to get you on that. It's on a long list watch of movies. Watch the color version first, right. and then if you can find your way around the yeah. black and chrome, do it. But but don't miss this movie, man. Oh, my God. I won't miss it. It's just on a long list of stuff I have to check out. Yep. Um, I get longer every yeah, day. That's it. 
So, uh, the TV show. Yes. Uh, I suffered so everyone else doesn't have to. Um, 24 Legacy I'm, is fucking terrible. I'm sorry. I could have told you that without even watching it's it. It's appalling. It's appalling. And I, now you, I don't know, yeah. this listening audience knows me so so much as a 24 mm. fan, but I didn't miss a single day Neither did of I. the original 24. Neither I, did I. I, I threw thick and thin through the mountain lion. I stuck through that motherfucker, and I, I, I loved it. I loved 24. Since day one. Even to the final day. Yeah. I, I really, I took a liking to the, the format took me. Um, I, I just, I loved everything about what Kiefer Sutherland brought to that role. You know what? You need Kiefer Sutherland. I, I, 24 um, is not 24 without Jack because Bauer. Because there's, the, there's, through some grace of, I guess, Kiefer Sutherlandness, he was able to take the, mm-hmm. the preposterous nature of the shit that happens and just make you kind of swallow it and deal yeah. with it. The, the new series, I, I fought my way through the first episode and I, and I, it was a slog to get through the first episode episode it's terrible and they haven't learned any lessons um they they introduce an utterly ridiculous high school storyline into here where it's like the the universal complaint of everything 24 basically centered around kim bauer right so they decided well you know maybe maybe we'll do it right this time and they fucking went for it in the new show and it's goddamn ridiculous terrible uh i i punched out it's over i i watched that first episode i did not go back for the second and i i i will not bother with 24 legacy it's a shame it's a real shame they they could have had something here that that maybe 24 reinvented storytelling for tv and 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 Really had an interesting format, an interesting idea, and it's just it's just dead. They they had a chance to try to do something new, and they blew it. They had a chance at greatness. So yeah, twenty four is terrible. Uh, and now the live show thing. Yeah, I meant to talk about this last week uh, to try and promote it, maybe get some some of the local folks that are New York based uh, to even come in to see it. Um, but that wouldn't have mattered because the place was packed, and I'm not sure they would have gotten in anyway. <laughs> uh, but I saw a a, a a performance put together. Um, by Derek Delgadio and Glenn Kano. Together they form uh, a group called A Bandit, which okay. are uh, basically conceptual artists. Derek Delgadio is a phenomenal, phenomenal magician. Um, he, uh, What folks may know him most from is uh, he was the uh, second performer, uh, along with Helder Gimedesh, in a show called Nothing to Hide, which was the magic show that Neil Patrick Harris directed. Oh, right. Okay. Started in the Geffen Playhouse in Los Angeles and then came to New York for a, for a stretch. And it was an inc- it, it was it really changed a lot of the game uh, as far as magic in uh, certainly in L.A. And, and in New York, like theatrical magic. I was like, oh, this is a legit thing. <laughs> this is right. This is real theater, folks. Um, so he's back in town because, uh, they're slated. We, we hear tell that in about a week or so, we're going to, we're going to get an official announcement that, uh, uh, his production of a magic show called in and of itself is going to be coming to, uh, to Broadway. He, uh, put this up at the Geffen Playhouse again, um, uh, earlier this year, uh, to rave, rave, rave reviews. No, excuse me. Uh, last year that, that went up raving reviews. And, uh, I, I don't think it'll be any, any less than spectacular in New York. In the meantime, he put together, uh, old methods for new wars, and this was a uh, just an evening of magic. He didn't actually perform. Uh, they kind of uh, introduced the uh, the various acts throughout the night, but it was uh, a, a really great mix of tremendous New York magicians um, that are that are solid working pros today. Uh, Matthew Holtzclaw and Prakash Peru, uh, who uh, are a, a magic duo. They've uh, they've got their own uh, really remarkable thing going on with uh, with their own business, and they came and performed together nice. and uh, did some beautiful stuff. Uh, a friend of mine, Noah Levine, uh, was uh, was one of the performers, and um, Maddie Gilbert performed. Now, you all need to look up Maddie Gilbert. 
Uh, he spells his name M-A-H-D-I. Okay. Gilbert. And uh, he was on Penn & Teller Fool Us. He okay. fooled Penn & Teller. And Maddie Gilbert has a, a something very particular about him. He is a magician, a, a tremendous, and I mean tremendous, card magician. He was born without hands. Oh! I quit magic. <laughs> I quit magic forever. Yeah. Because I, I sat right at the table where he did his little close-up set. And I, it was all I could do to keep my jaw off of the close-up mat that he was right. doing the work on. Because I, I could not believe what I was seeing. He is phenomenal. Look him up. The best thing to look up is uh, if you look his name up on YouTube, uh, one of the first videos that pops up is uh, his Penn and Teller Fool Us episode. And it's, it's, I'll have just, to check it out. it's just fucking stupid. Uh, and, and really, really nice guy. And um, it, this, this was just a, a really a wonderful night. It's, it was a one-shot deal. Uh, was put together. Uh, it was hosted by the Storefront for Art and Architecture, uh, which is an organi organization that uh, you know, pays special focus to uh, to art, uh, the art within architecture, and right. sort of celebrates that whole medium. That's cool. Uh, and the evening was held in a uh, in a room that was built to be um, uh, basically a recreation of the first comedy club built in New York City, and I believe they said 1963. Oh wow, uh, was the date they threw out there, and uh, really fun, intimate performance. I, I was ecstatic to be uh, to be in the audience for this particular thing. Um, the 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 theme and the focus of the night uh, being uh, old methods for new wars is had a slightly political end to it, but not say, not yeah. overtly political. Where sure. it's like you know, it was we were it was you know shaking the fist. It was more a statement on uh, you know they, they focused on the writings of Gramsci and uh, you know, who was illegal illegally arrested and jailed for twenty years and <laughs> uh, under fascism back in the in the twenties. Oh, good. And uh, and his writings that uh, he kind of saw through that experience of being twenty years in there and. and wrote about it in a, in a very positive way and, uh, and to give insight into, into the rise of fascism and so on. Uh, so a lot of it was themed around, uh, you know, the magic of the evening was themed around history and uh, fears and all these sort of things. And, uh, and everybody's contribution was wonderful. Um, I feel great. I, I, I love being a magician. I love performing magic. But I, I have a knack of being able to unplug from the knowledge sure. that is magic and, and just enjoying watching another artist work. Sure, it sure. frustrates me that, that people in magic struggle to do that. Other magicians struggle to do that. And there, there's a, there's judgment and so on and so forth, as opposed to unplugging and watching someone perform a musician, uh, a drummer is going to look at, at a Neil Pert or another drummer <laughs> right. and, and take in what they do and, and, and just enjoy their artistry. Uh, a painter is going to look at other, other artists work and enjoy their style and their artistry. And it frustrates me that it's kind of hard to come by in magic where, where you, you, you can separate the knowledge of what's happening and the looking for, well, they, they flashed that they did that wrong. They did that wrong. Just watching the artists work, yeah, listening to their script, listening to their words. And I felt really great to, it was really great to be a, a part of the audience for, for these guys exploring these, these, um, uh, uh, these themes and, uh, putting on a great show that night. So, uh, Cool. Yeah, I just wanted to shout out to uh, to that, and, and Storefront is a great organization. Uh, the uh, there's something worth looking as well, and they they have a cabaret, a whole cabaret series. Um, oh, nice. So there, I'm sure there'll be more magic involved for them somewhere down the line. Uh, they have comedy uh, and and all sorts of presentations. So their their website is Storefront News, uh, all one word, storefrontnews.org, and I recommend checking it out. Cool, for sure. Um, let's bang through a couple trailers while we have some time because we did. Uh, 
we talked about pirates very briefly in the opening track and yes. the Stranger Things uh, theme brought us back. During Super Bowl, we got a handful of trailers, and then afterwards, we got one or two as well. Uh, we got our first Stranger Things season two trailer. Yes. Um, Did you see? Uh, I posted on Facebook the kids reacting to seeing their trailer on the no, Super Bowl. No, I saw that that was a thing, <laughs> yeah. but I didn't watch it. Really funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that Love looks great. Kids. I can't wait till and, we get and it. By the way, those Ghostbusters costumes are legit from uh, from the eighties. Oh, really? Uh, there was a big, a little bit of an uproar. Some folks were like, you know, where the hell are these kids in the in the middle of fucking yeah. nowhere? U.S. Get, you know, get these these incredible Ghostbusters costumes. You know, back then, back in the day. And then uh, I forget who the person on Twitter it was, but they posted a photo. I'm like, this is me in 1984 uh, in my Ghostbusters costume. And it was it was almost Legit. identical to yeah. what they're wearing in the new trailer. Was it like so, rubies or something like I, that? I'm not sure who made it, but I, yeah. do, I remember those I don't costumes think there as well. There were rubies there, back then. There were, um, there were childhood friends of mine that uh, dressed up as Ghostbusters and, ha- and had sure. those, those same costumes. So they did exist um back then og probably wouldn't have seen those because he was in college then that's right so right. um we, we, this is all true we got a new guardians of the galaxy trailer uh or teaser or whatever it was looks continues trailer. to look good continues mm-hmm. to look great yep um so what what i'm thinking now after the second trailer it looks to me like it looks to me anyway like nebula and uh, Yondu yeah, are, are joining, are part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I'm, I'm confused by what's going on there. Yondu, definitely. I'm confused by Nebula still. I, it's, but it yeah. seems like that, and there's other photos where it seems the same way. Well, her hatred for Thanos could just be that strong at this point. Yeah, but I guess. They would, they would need a lot of fixing, because when we saw her last, she was cutting off her own arm to run away from well, Gamora. That's so, me- mechanical arm, that's yeah. easily fixed. No, 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 what I, what I mean is, what I mean is, when we last saw her, her hatred for Gamora was still really right. strong. Mm-hmm. So for her to come around, there's got to be something going yeah, on. I guess. Um, we also got a trailer for uh, Logan. Um, which Holy did, crap. Yeah, it was, continues to look great. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Yeah. And you saw, what's his name? Caliban for the yes, first time. Yes, we saw Caliban for the first time. Yeah, that That's was right. Cool. Uh, Transformers the last night. Who cares? Baby Dinobots. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> we got a new. Uh, we got a Looks new... like we found ourselves a Transformer. What is, what, fuck is, up. what is Anthony Hopkins doing in that movie? Uh, slumming. He, he slumming. just finished Westworld. Paycheck. He has a paycheck. He, uh, we saw Pirates of the Caribbean 5. I'm, I like those movies. I'm not going to lie. I I'm still a fan watch of those the last movies. One. I really like Stranger but Tides. I, with Swearingen. Yeah. Swearingen. <laughs> yeah. I, I have no, qual- yeah. no qualms, no problems, no issues with the Pirates. So uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales, I think it looks really good. I think it looks interesting. I'm always happy to see uh, what Jeffrey Rush come back. Um, cause I, his Barbosa is still, I, yeah. I almost like Barbosa more than Sparrow at times. So yeah. I'm really it's, excited. This is going to be that. an interesting duel of the scenery chewing too, because, yeah. uh, between Javier Bardem, who just, who loves being a bit, he, he, and he's wonderful in Skyfall, but man, he, he, he's got, he makes a diet of that, uh, of the he scenery does. in Skyfall too, to great effect. So I can't wait to see, uh, see Skyfall. where it goes with this one. And then, uh, we got a full. Iron Fist trailer this yes. week as well. We're less than a month away. We're only a couple of weeks away from that debuting. March uh, 17th, it, I think. It looks good. Or it so it's like just over a month away. It looks great. There's, there's still, uh, we're still hearing people hammer uh, the whole Danny Rand being white thing. Because huh. people just don't understand people it. Just, people don't funny. understand that he has to be an outcast. That's what makes it work. Yeah. Duh. So I, yeah. I don't. Well, maybe I don't, they'll bring in Shang-Chi, the yeah. master of Kung Fu, yeah, and yeah, everyone maybe. will shut up. Because he's Asian. All right. We have some Kickstarters we want to go through as well, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of them I know about. Uh, well, I looked them all up. But, uh, oh, that's good. We, we talked about one of them a few weeks ago. Yes. Yeah, so Dungeon you... Alliance, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. We, uh, oh, you want to start with that one? All right. 
I'm just oh, we don't have mine. to. Start whichever one you want to start with. I was just going in order that I had them. Uh, I posted them all on our Facebook. So you, you did? check them out there. And they're all on Twitter as well. Yes, yep. Twitter. And uh, you should definitely check these out. Uh, first one up is a book called The Toys That Time Forgot. Yeah. It's a book about unproduced toys from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. I love the idea behind it. I wonder if those uh, <sighs> I wonder if those Fifth Element toys will be in there. I, I You know, I suspect probably, yes. <laughs> that book's going to make me sad. Yeah. It is. Because the there's sad. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. All the sad. Um and it's not only toys that weren't it's not only toys that weren't produced like that you see prototypes of, but there's also some of them are just uh you see like the drawings of them. Right. Right. You know, like and I think that's concept art. Yeah, there's like that, yeah. I mean there's a lot I mean if you go to the Kickstarter you can see example they have examples there and you're like, Oh, they were gonna do that. Yeah. Do they have you a know, nod the, to the, the um, Bucky O'Hare stuff? Yeah. Do they have a nod to the, the like Terminator third. two? Uh, the, I remember seeing it was it was actually on uh, like ABC was covering Toy Fair back when Terminator Two came out, and there was a set where you, it came with like exoskeletons, and you put them in this little plastic doohickey there that was made to look like a yeah you know cybernetic machine of some yeah. sort, and it basically you squeeze this button and it and it loaded it with like with oh, with like flesh colored play doh basically. Come out? And then uh, so the play doh covered the exoskeleton, and then think, you can peel away. I think thing. that came out. I never saw that ever. Ever, ever. I'm, I, I don't remember. I remember what you're talking about. I yeah. don't know if it ever I, came I out. I only yeah. ever saw it on at a I'll, Toy Fair thing, and it yeah. never took off. I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you a pair from something we were talking about earlier. Two things from the black hole. Mm. The signet. Uh, not signet. The Palomino playset. Right. Wow. Which was okay. their vehicle. Yeah. They had a vehicle. It was probably about three, six, nine. It's about nine inches tall. Decent, right. decent toy for decent sized toy for that time period. Who did? Who did, was Black Hole uh, Kenner? It was Migo. Migo did black hole toys because mm-hmm. I remember black hole had three inch yep. size. They were three. Over yeah, that was Migo's very very brief stint in yeah, three and three quarter. Okay. Um, and the, I, had a, I had a Maximilian. I know. I remember that. I had the whole set as yeah. recent. I've had the whole set and well, and a Vincent. I what I Vincent. call the what I call the reasonable set, meaning no Bob, no Star, and no humanoid because. The humanoids were only produced, like, in France or wherever the hell they ah. were produced. Uh, I've had a, a what I call a reasonable collector set three times and have bought and sold it three times. Hmm. Um, uh, so that's one. And then they also had, like, another – you know, like, those – they're very popular in the 80s. OG will remember from college. Uh, it's one of those things where you – it's like you have a pair of controls and <laughs> you're, like, you're raising and lowering, like, a ship – like and it, you know, it's like there might be like an it, it like goes oh, around. Oh, like goes in circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. They had a Palomino one of those as well. No shit. Yeah, yeah. I recently oh. saw a picture of that. So stuff like that. I think toys that time forgot. I think you can get in real cheap, and I think it's going to be a decent book. So I think it will be. Um, and then second up, of course, uh, from friend of the show uh, and awesome game designer Andy Parks. Uh, it's his brand new Dungeon Alliance. Yeah. Now, I know very cool. PK jumped right in on this. I, I was an immediate backer. Mm. I so jumped in at their $120 level, right. uh, which is the one that comes with uh, the regular uh, painted minis, miniatures. The painted minis. Game and the painted yeah. minis, right? It's it's combination buildable board game. Taco Bell and Pizza Hut. Build a, a buildable card game. Also with minis, yeah, yeah. like it's, it's, it's everything. Uh, yeah, it's all all three in one shot, and uh, it looks it looks spectacular. It really looks spectacular. It really does. I mean, they've really knocked it out of the park. And, Watch uh, and the a lot video of room for expansion. Oh man, the and, video uh, is hoping... so crisp and clean. Yeah, about what how to play the game, man. Everything should have such a crystal clear explanation. Yeah. These uh, these guys. I mean, this is their second or third. 
Kickstarter. I think Might be it third. is. I'm not sure. Yeah, but, Quixotic uh, Games. I, I mean, I don't know what else they have under their belt. I've, I've been seeing reference to this thing called Space Cadets, and in one of their newsletters that came out today, uh-huh. they had a photo of the Space Cadets painted miniatures. I kind of want to find Space Cadets. Right. Um, I'm not sure so about I, and that. And I didn't have the time to uh, to dig into it to, to research, but well, when uh, we wrap up here, i got to do a little Google. Well, you got a snow day tomorrow, so. Oh, yeah, that's probably coming. PK, you will, uh, you'll have the opportunity to ask Andy himself because we are arranging to play Andy's latest board game, uh, Dungeons & Dragons... Uh, the giant board game. I can't remember what it's called now. Fucking <laughs> ass. Against the giants. Yeah. Whatever they're pushing giant-wise. They have Storm a, King's Thunder? Yeah, yeah, but the board game version of that. Okay. So they have a board game that Andy did. We're actually going to be playing it with him, um, you know, for a piece that we're going to do. So you'll have a question, uh, chance that to That is spectacular. Sweet. Yeah. I'm really uh, awesome. I'm, that. I'm triple super psyched. That's coming soon. I don't know exactly when we're still scheduling that. Nice. Um... It would be uh, amazing if you guys also checked out the 13 Project. Yeah, I saw those. Those are pretty cool, too. One six-scale collectible figure. Holy cow. Uh, It's a 12-inch figure. It's independent. It has its own universe kind of thing. All I'm going to say about it is visually they are spectacular. Some wild-looking pieces, yeah. Spectacular. And I think the uh, the Kickstarter is really decent. It's already funded, so, you know, it only has a couple of days left, though. Right. Like four or five days or three or four days left. So definitely get on that and check it out. It's something you want to get involved in. Hey, if you like really amazing kind of standalone sort of 12-inch figures, holy crap, this one blew me away. And then lastly, of course, from our friends at the Four Horsemen, holy shit, do you want to talk about a Kickstarter? Yeah, what are they up to now? $345,000? Jesus. I'm going to click on it now to see what the current... No, they passed something today. I thought they passed three forty. Is that what it was? Well, I'm gonna, I clicked on it, so I get the actual number. This is the, the follow-up to their Mythic Legends uh, right. Series 1. This will be series two, and oh my god! Yeah. I remember talking to Cornboy, our friend over there at the Horseman, yeah, and uh, he was talking to me. Oh, I'm a little concerned. Are we going to make this one? And blah blah blah. And now, of course, they made it in the first like six hours. Yeah, or they, something. <laughs> it was and, fully funded. and it's been skyrocketing ever. Skyrocketing. It, it reached the point where today Cornboy was like, "Look, yeah, he wrote a we letter. He's cut like, it off. We don't got nothing else. We got to cut it off. So what's the ma- What do you want to pay?" What's the max number of figures? That's it. Like, I don't think we have more stretch goal. We have a couple more stretch goals, he it said. Is, it is literally yeah. less than a grand away from 350000 yeah. Jesus Christ. Holy Congratulations. Yeah. So, look, they put out awesome toys. They always have, no matter who it has been that they've worked for. And these and ones. Independent. And these ones are fucking amazing. Yeah. Have yeah. you seen these? We saw, the, we saw a bunch of them live. Oh, um, I know. Toy Fair last year, New York Comic Con, we saw them. I think I saw them in San Diego, too. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable uh, uh, work from the Four Horsemen. And the fact that they're selling out, and, and it's a it's their own license, yeah. and it's their own product, it's their own designs, and so on and so forth. If you like the work they've done for other people, you should see the it's, level well, it's that a they've testament, done for themselves. It's a testament that creativity is not dead. That licensing isn't the only way to go. Yeah. Yeah, you know, totally. Create our own products. It's, it's really phenomenal. By that, a that's great so, team. Something that has yeah. no no built-in fan base. Yeah. 
Uh, nothing carrying over. They've they pulled that thing over. Over. They're gonna. It's. They're. Have three, they broken three hundred thousand? Or they're about three, to break three hundred thousand. No, they're about to make three fifty. Three fifty. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's That's amazing. Fantastic. It's yeah. amazing. And all that commitment and so on and so forth. And what we're gonna get out of it is an amazing series of toys. Uh, that you just want to army build. That's and they're the all kind army thing. Build. Not all, yeah. but there, there's army builders for each different, uh, you know, like race. And it. Oh, right. my God. What a brilliant, yeah. brilliant That's the idea. kind of thing that draws attention and yeah. builds. You know, a studio looks at that and goes, hey, these are cool. These just made you guys $350,000 out of thin air. So let's talk. Yeah, let's uh, talk. Let's I think talk they're working on something like a comic games book. Games comics, et cetera. I seem to recall something like that. I, I, I mean, awesome. it's, it's, it's a great property, but... but um, yeah, look, congratulations. And they still have like three weeks left to go. Yeah. They have like 21 days oh, left or they, something They've stupid. only just begun. Oh, it's man. only that, been a week. Yeah, the Project <laughs> 13 one is the one that's ending soon. Yeah. the next couple of days. I think the book, uh, Toys That Time Forgot. Has a little time left. Has a little time left. And I think um, the other one. The, the Toys That Time Forgot is not funded yet. Project 13 is, I believe. It is, yeah. Dungeon Alliance is, I believe. Dungeon Alliance also just started. Yeah, so yeah yesterday. Got some days left, yeah. A couple um, of days. And, it was Monday, I think. And the yeah. Horseman, obviously, is funded. Right. So, so yeah, yeah, they're in a great shape. But I, uh, just my own personal uh, uh, plea, I guess, to everyone to get out there and fund the uh, Dungeon Alliance one because I want all them fucking stretch goals. I think, they, I think they did. I think they're funded at least. For production, I think. I think they yeah, hit, but no, I, yeah, but he wants. We're talking stretch, stretch goals, goals yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The more keep you, throwing money at that son of a bitch. Yeah. I yeah. want the stretch goals. <laughs> so there it is. <laughs> Entirely selfish. I think I, I think I might hop in on that one. Oh, yeah. I, I might even hop in on that one. We'll yeah, it's. I think it's worth it. Very very cool, gentlemen. Yes. And then none of us have to carry the box and the whole setup to the other's house if we each have one in our own household. Exactly. Exactly. All right, boys. I think it's about that time we start yeah. to wind things down yeah. Uh, yeah. for this week's episode of Big Heads Geek Stuff. Don't forget you can find us online each and every week over at bkgeekstuff.com. You could support us by using that Amazon affiliate link, amazon.bkgeekstuff.com. We'll bring you right there. You can check, uh, click on the link on our site. Um, we have Toy Fair next weekend, so n- potentially no show next week. I know I don't have a show next week. If you no, guys have a show, that's no, up no, to no, 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 no show next week. No, no. Um, but Toy Fair is next weekend, so we'll have some coverage coming out of that. Yes. Um, we have a ton of product to come back to when we come back, not just from Toy Fair, but stuff that we have to talk about. Uh-huh. More, uh huh. More 112, Sideshow Hot Toys, a bunch of stuff that oh, we've Oh, yeah. He- uh, product heavy yeah. in two weeks. Uh, so that that's on the horizon. You can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com backslash BK Geek Stuff. You can give us a call over at the GVM line, 201-730-BKGS. That's 201-730-2547 if you want to hear yourself on a future episode of the show. Um, across social media, I am Geek Stuff OG on all of the platforms except for the Snapchat because I don't have time for the shit. And PlayStation <laughs> Network. <laughs> Uh huh. I am uh, BK Geek Stuff on everything except Xbox, where I am Big Kev GS. There you go. And find me at K Robert Marlowe on the Twitter and the Instagrams. So there you go, folks. And uh, I think uh, with that, Big Kev. Yes, we will bring uh, this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 441, the one we called Avatars Rejoice to a Close by saying, Good night, Richard Hatch, wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. 